first thing today is why you must invest into digital marketing in 2023. Welcome to the show. Well, the number one thing is, and you could do this little exercise right now, or question is, when is the last time you did it, is uh, type in your company's name into Google or whatever search engine you're using, or search whatever uh, Siri, uh, you know, uh, Google, Google bot helper and stuff and uh, and see what comes up see what links you see I mean just just do that now if you have if you want if you have the chance do it if you're just listening you know don't but if you're driving a car don't do it but um, um, interesting thing is and that's digital marketing is we all know that most people most well more like 99 percent of people uh, will Google you when they want to do business with you. Well, they'll look, well, what is this about? A lot of it has to do with social media, but all sorts of things. So they'll they'll just Google you or, you know, search you. And sometimes you may have links show up that maybe don't lead to your page. Maybe they don't portray what you want to portray. Maybe something Google evaluated is more important. For most people, this is okay now. It used to be a big problem a few years ago. Generally, people have decent digital footprints, but you still, it's still good to check because if you're not there at all, and those are the people I'm mainly talking to, is you're going to see some funny stuff. Like, for example, if you Google my name, I figured you would see my translations, history. I would figure you would see some business stuff. Well, actually, what you see is uh, my son. And, yeah, it's true. It's a big part of my life. So, uh, yeah, it actually filters in right into all the business, you know, NC WebDev, Globemer, and then right in between that, right at the top is my son, so, and his hockey, so, you know, that's an interesting one, that's a good way to get to know people, Google your name sometimes, and you, maybe you'll be surprised what comes up, <laughs> but anyway, now that we got through the first part, let's look at digital marketing in 2023, well, there's three different aspects to it, number one is corporate profile and brand, that's what I get into, Recruiting and hiring process. I mean, that's an important one today. People looking, quitting jobs, looking for new ones and stuff. And, you know, and especially in the restaurant industry, you walk all over and you see the signs on the door. We're hiring, you know, I'll get into that later. Uh, Loss of revenue in searches and UX. That's another big one. And, uh, you know, loss of revenue is an interesting thing because... You really don't know you're losing the money because you never got it. But on the other hand, if you did invest into digital marketing, you would probably, you know, make more money. Gee, and that's, I think, in general, I think that's all what, what all businesses are about. Just increasing your revenue without having to do tons more stuff. So, profile and brand. Well, it's something that we ran into and this is something that's important is... Uh, I've spoken about this last couple of webinars, but uh, this is a little bit different. I mean, I said how important it is and stuff, but on the other hand, how how it impacts your business when you, you know, don't have that proper online presence. I mean, how, how many ways is there you communicate? Let's say, for example, again, I'll go back to restaurants because that's our big focus uh, in a company and we have a whole RDM system, but... Uh, when you have like a restaurant or a brick and mortar business, even even a plumber or even you know a uh, an electrician, for example, and you get into these things, and you get into these things, you get into uh, you know these small businesses, uh, 
and they think that, you know, oh yeah, well, I'm the local plumber in so-and-so city, and really, I don't need digital marketing. Well, gee, no, you do, because if your competition has it, you need it as well. So if they're online, they are. But how do you engage with your audience? Well, do you give, you know, a plumber would maybe go around in the old days and give out business cards, get in yellow pages, you know, talk to people, network and all that. That's all good stuff. But you need to set yourself as a plumber. For, for example, if, especially if you're starting a new business, before then you were working for somebody else, now you're in a plumbing business. But people may not know you as a plumber because... Uh, because you were just, you know, it's a new thing. So it's maybe you did something similar in a construction or something. And now you say, oh, I'm going to become a refocus. I'm going to become a plumber. So you need to get engaged and build your brand simultaneously with by using social media. If you use the social media, you're, you get to engage with the people that you're looking to turn them into your customers. And at the same time, you build your brand because you put your name out there. You say, you know, this is what I know about plumbing. This is what I do. This is the services I offer. This is what I've done last week and stuff like that. So, and that's what I said before is, you know, at the bottom, the three things, this is the way you do it is when you use social media, you don't have to invest millions of dollars into it. You don't want to have 20,000 people follow you every day, new ones, I mean. So, but you get into social media and you tell the story. You say, you know, this is how I become a plumber. This is what led me to it. This is what I want to do and this is what I want to accomplish. You know, it doesn't have to be about politics. Just tell stories about you. I mean, you know, it's like people say, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to build a big brand. And then you get into talking about politics. And it's like, no, it's building a brand, trust and loyalty is not through what your ideas on politics or on social uh, issues and discussions are it's about your company that's what we're talking about so you need to build trust and that's what we talked about before last couple of weeks you could go back and watch those webinars but here you be you'll be able to tell a story whereas if you in the old days you were in yellow pages there's not much you could tell in the yellow pages like this is me is my number that's my address this is the area maybe i serve and that's it so <clears throat> by telling stories you know you become you engage with your audience or with your potential customers, and at the same time, they, you build your brand. Brand meaning, yes, you're branding yourself as a plumber. So tell the stories, be relatable. Don't don't use a lot of this technical mumbo-jumbo jargon stuff. Just, just tell normal stories. Like, listen, this is what I've done. I've helped these people do this, and this is the job that we did. This is what it involved, and we, you know, did the plumbing that was 50 years old, and if you're have something like that in your basement, maybe we should come by and, you know, give me a call, blah, blah, blah. And also make it feel good. Don't just knock everybody else. Don't say, oh, these, these guys suck. This is terrible. This is horrible. Because if you tell the stories, they're going to be overwhelmed with negative. That's the feeling that the people will get from you as well. So if you constantly talk about negative stuff, you're not going to get into, uh, you're not going to get the people feel good about talking to you, for example. So, you know, next thing, next slide. Next slide is hiring. That's an interesting one because hiring, you know, and I said that at the start, I said, you know, people put up a sign on the, uh, on the, um, on their door, on their shop. Like, oh, we're hiring. Okay. How many people do you think are looking for a job walking around the street on the stores? There's nothing wrong with saying we're hiring on a storefront. Don't get me wrong. It's just what kind of reach does it get? And what kind of a system do you have in place to 
to evaluate? Do you just give them a piece of pen and paper and stuff? And do you think people really, they're going to look for a job. They're not going to go walk outside. They're mainly going to Google it. So if they Google it, what comes up? Well, usually, you know, Indeed and all sorts of these other companies. And A, they, you pay a lot of money to get like certified applications from Indeed. But they say, oh, they're pre-qualified. They're really not. They're just, you know, like, oh, they're in your area and this. We just want the 50 bucks per application that we send you. LinkedIn is a little bit different. LinkedIn is a good tool to use because they have a free option. And you could definitely get some good CVs and, you know, you're not going to get big volumes. But for free, you get, I, I tried it a year ago. I got about four or five applications. I think it was, I think over a period of about two months, I got about 12 of them. So let's put it that way. So about six a month. I was surprised. I was like, ah, you know, but no, it's it's really you know you get you get out there and you you get with the people, but uh, the important thing is is again is why you need to invest into digital marketing. Is like if people are looking for a job, they're more than like, likely going to find your web first, and if you have it on your website says we're hiring, it's much more effective. Now on top of that, you can have a button that will that people can click and apply for the job. Even if it's a small mom and pop business and you just need one or two employees, they can always apply there. They go to your website anyway if they order something from you or if they're interacting with you. And you can have that connected to a CRM, which then just, you know, saves it as a potential client or potential employee, whatever else. And this is the way this is the way you do web design. I mean, this is when we talk about web design and integrations, it's not expensive. It's not like you're going to spend, I mean, companies... Spent thousands and thousands, tens of that, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, on getting uh, on getting everything set up. But they're because those are more robust corporate systems. But corporate systems. But if you're using just the regular uh, WordPress and you know design, it's it's just it could be incorporated if you plan it out properly. If you sit down with somebody like us and with one of us, and then we talk about it, what you want the functions and features to be. It's not, you're going to pay an extra arm and a leg just to, to have this function and integration in it because you're already planning and designing the website with having while having in mind that what you're going to be using it for. So, you know, people just, you know, oh, I just want a website. So you go on Wix and, you know, then you put all sorts of stuff there, like your foods and you connect it to some payment system where you send the people away. And then you're like, well, I would like to hire some people. And then Wix comes back and says, yeah, sorry, you can't do that here because we don't have that integration okay so now you have to start over so that's a problem that's why investing into digital marketing being out there you know yeah if you saved it on a cheap website with somebody you know then that's just what you're gonna get and so if you put that sign on the door you're not gonna get that much of a reach a friend of mine actually has uh, on his website this constantly he's back in new york and he's got a laundromat and he says no i have it on the website every time i don't even like put it in the store or nothing just have it on the website i get emails constantly telling me Oh, yeah, you know, so he's been doing that for years. He says, that's the only way I can find good people is just, just get them from my own website. I'm not going through no recruiters. I'm not losing thousands of dollars on paying recruiting companies for no reason whatsoever. I mean, yeah, because you have a bad website, then you go and pay, indeed, $1,000 to get, what, 20 applications. Yeah, you'll find an employee, but it's still $1,000. If you would have invested, like, let's say, you know, an extra $1,000 into your website before, or 2000 then you'd be like, you know, and now you have it set up and you don't have to upgrade and and just set it up once and be done with it. I mean, that's just saves you a lot of time. So and now talking about well, how is the job search market today? It's uh, as of 2022. 
80% of all job searches are done online. So 20% are in other ways, 80% are online. So that means if your website has a specific page devoted to hiring, 80% of the people will be looking there from the 100%. If you take the 100% pool, 80% of those will be there. Only 20% you will catch from the store. So what's your probability of catching somebody from the online versus the offline? That's why you must invest into digital marketing. I will keep saying it all through this webinar. 85% of all jobs are filled through networking, which is an important aspect of also job search and recruiting is networking. You gotta know the people, people gotta know you, and again, they gotta research your social media and other stuff that you post and other stuff you do, and you need to know, you know, even in person networking, I and mean, you have all these job fairs, so those are great. And 50% of all job applications come from job boards. Again, that means, you know, stuff where you post, basically, it used to be called, I think it was, uh, what, job, jobs or something. It was a special section of newspaper. I forget what it was called, <laughs> but I never used it because I never had a job. But anyway, that's just me. But anyway, this is how the job uh, process works, and this is one big aspect of digital marketing. Now... Social searches. Did you know that now 83% of customers say that they search companies in social media more than in Google almost? I mean, you know, Google is always there. It's always the biggest search engine so far. But for example, I know, and I hate to say this word because it's a name that's not to be said, spoken. Uh, TikTok is now competing with Google, trying to gain revenue by having so-called TikTok ads. TikTok ads, basically what they do is they... It's like Google ads when you pay for the keywords and stuff. So now a company can go and pay for keywords on TikTok because, I mean, social media platforms are search engines. I mean, you search out your friends, you search out businesses, and 80%, 83% of people say they use this type of search as well. So, you know, again, if you're not on social media, at least one channel where your target audience is, you're missing out. And if you're there, you're not, you know, and then how do you compare with your competition? If all your competition does nothing, okay, you're good. But that, in and of itself, should tell you that you need to invest in that because if competition's low and you invest, the ROI will be incredible. So that's just my take on this. And the question is, how many social media channels are on? And how is, is are, and are you on the social media channels that your target audience is located? Because you know, keep saying it all the time. Is if you have, if you're, if you're serving the market of thirty-five to fifty, and you go on TikTok when it's fifteen-year-olds, I mean, you know, you could pay all you want, but you know, the the ROI will be low. So pick them right, and this is what some, it's one of the services that we do. We help companies do research to determine the target market and where they're found and how to approach the social media channel, how to develop it and how to do it right. So it's engaging again, because engagement equals potential customers and also brand building. Now, these are the three industries that I picked out uh, where, you know, social, where the must invest in digital marketing is vital. And restaurant and delivery apps. I mean, delivery apps are killing, killing restaurants in fees. People say, oh, yeah, you know, I got an Uber and I got, you know, and they just keep sending me deliveries. 
if you're not a global or a national chain, you're just a small rest, local restaurant, independently owned. I mean, Uber should be just like a small percentage of it. But the fact is, is if you don't invest into your app, for example, even apps are not that expensive. If you start getting a little turnover, if you start making a little bit more money, you can invest in an app. Apps are always nice. People like that. And if you have regular customers that order from you at least once or twice a week, you need to invest into an excellent website. Because I've, now you wouldn't believe how many people I've spoken with over the last year. And they said, you know, I went on my favorite restaurant. I go there all the time. And I just wanted to order that one day. And then just stop by after work and pick it up. Or even have it delivered and stuff. And so, you know, and he says, but you know what? I went on their website. I did not find an order button on it. Or it was hidden someplace. It was a user experience. It was just horrible. Couldn't get through the menu because the pictures were too big. Uh, they were disorganized and stuff. And we couldn't, like, it was so disorienting. And then we clicked. And then it asked us for another registration for some payment portal system. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> after about five minutes of not being able to figure this out, and even after I got through it, it says, I just, like, just left the website, went to Uber, ordered the food on Uber, and went to pick it up myself because Uber invests hundreds of thousands of dollars into their app to be able to snatch up all the business because user experience is important. So this restaurant right there lost 15% because it's 15%, I think, now for the um, uh, in-person pickups themselves. It's 25% if you want to be on Uber. It's 35% if you want to be featured. So... You know, just think about it. I mean, it's easy 25% right there. Maybe 15 if it's just for pickups. If you don't do deliveries, of course, people will want to be, you know, there's always going to be a fraction that's going to be deliveries. And if you don't do that, then, yeah, people will have it delivered. But if you run your loyalty program right, and if you have your UX and your website set up properly, I mean, let's say you get a website for $6,000, okay? And just, that's a one-time investment. And you're going to have... The performance of your website is going to be just as good as the Uber app. Plus, you're going to have be able to communicate with your customers or clients directly. You'll be able to give them some. Uh, you'll be able to give them some discounts, loyalty programs, etc. Now, how much business can you take away from Uber and DoorDash and Grubhub? I mean, just think about it. Like, okay, if Uber does, for example, if Uber does about. Let's say $4,000 of business for you every month. Okay, you get Uber pays you $4,000 every month for the, for the food you, they, that was ordered through their app. Uh, that means if it's 25%, that means they collected about $5,000. You know, a quarter of that is $1,000 extra. So they got $1,000. That's a thousand dollars. That's out, that goes out of your pocket because you don't have a properly set up digital marketing website. If you have it properly, you probably get five or seven hundred dollars back every single month. Customers would come to you. Not only they would come to you, they would order from you more often. So if you spend the six thousand dollars on an excellent website in six months, you make the money back. Simple as that. It's an investment. But after that, you don't have to invest into it. The six months again, you just update it and you keep it, you know, the, the, the maintenance fee is like $100 a month. So, I mean, generally speaking, unless you have a robust system for multiple platforms and locations and stuff. But yeah, it's still about 100 bucks a month. So, it's $100 a month investment, permanent investment, 
worth saving the money on the 25%. Well, it's a no-brainer, but that's why you must invest into digital marketing because that's what these companies do. Uber invests millions into digital marketing, and but they're not local, so that's their disadvantage. But since you're a local person, local, locally known establishment, you will always beat out Uber no matter how many millions they put in. If you're accessible and you have, you know, you're close to your customers, you communicate, you engage, and you have a proper uh, system in place. Next one, financial planners and trusted advisors. That's a good one. It's like, how does a financial planner in 2023 becomes a trusted advisor? Well, if you ask the big companies and their compliance rules, they'll tell you, well, you know, we give everybody the same things and they put it out and it's like, okay, yeah, so, so you basically have to live off of the big name. Now, if you're working just for that one big name, you're okay. However, if you're, you know, on your own and if you're a broker with uh, not a captive, how do you build that trust? How do you build, and like, and even let's say there's uh, 50 agents for the same company working in, in, in one city. Well, how do you separate yourself from them? How do you stand out? Again, you got to pick the right channel where your audience is where your target market is, and there you got to do something different. Yes, you always have to stay compliant, but you got to do something different. But again, this is how you build the trust, this is how you become a trusted advisor. If everybody looks online, including you, for everything, everybody looks online. Yet, you're not online. And you think, oh, well, you know, I'll do just the same thing as everybody else, and I'm just going to be better at it. How can you, if you're limited, if you're not doing anything different, you're going to have the same, and you're going to be the same. So if you want to get farther ahead, you must invest into digital marketing. And the third example is something of late, a personal experience. I've been going to a lot of in-person networking events. And basically, what, I, what do I do? I sell digital marketing services. Well, <laughs> little did I know, and uh, it's being proven over and over again, is it's great to go to in-person digital marketing, uh, in-person networking events. But to sell digital marketing to people who don't do it, who are not involved in it, is probably the most difficult task I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, I you know, but just kidding. But uh, there's probably a lot of tougher things. But in sales, I tell you, it's like you keep telling people and, and they tell you, yes, well, I look for everything online, but I don't have to be on there. Kind of like, I don't understand this. But anyway, so it's for me, it was an experience like, from now on, I will limit in-person networking events because it just they don't make sense because the target audience is not there. I will find more target audience working online because those people, there's a lot higher probability that I will actually find somebody online that works online and that wants to be promoted online. Because people who just involved still in the old ways and like just have a mindset of, yeah, no, 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 I'm just in-person, referrals, all this. Those are not my clients. And I will have to put put out four times, five times, I mean tenfold times bit greater effort to to find a client there. So it's just, you know, focus on what you need to and you gotta really do that industry specific. Everything is a little bit different, of course. And I just gave you three examples, but but in every industry you would find a way to have digital marketing as a key component in getting you a higher revenue, increase your business, sales, expand your business. I mean, if you're not in digital marketing, you're missing like on a whole market. So 
that's just my point. And hope this was insightful. Thank you for coming. And uh, like, share, follow, comment, ask me questions. And um, follow our Glomer Productions YouTube channel where we put out shorts every day. And I will again post how it's exploding because we started a new channel. We started the shorts and the curve is going like this. So if that's what you want to see in your business, you must invest into digital marketing. And I will say this again. You must invest in digital marketing in 2023.